Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, Falava. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Ben Robinson Drawbridge. This week, the coach of the Solomon Islands football team discusses World Cup qualification in Oceania. And the new head coach of the PNG cricket team praises his players' professionalism. But first, the coach of the Fiji netball team, Vicky Wilson, says her side's lack of international experience could be exposed in this week's two-test series against battle-hardened South Africa and Suva. The Pearls are playing their first test matches in two years, while South Africa are fresh from the recent quad series involving Australia, England and New Zealand. Wilson says she selected five under-21 players in her squad to build depth for the Commonwealth Games. She says keeping up with South Africa will be their biggest challenge. The last time the Pearls played a test was at the Netball World Cup in Sydney in August 2015. So... Two years in the wilderness, so it's been far too long, but we're so excited to be playing the Digicel Punjas International Series. So it certainly is wonderful for our preparation heading towards Commonwealth Games and World Cup in 2019. I guess with such a long gap, you must have a lot of new blood in that team. We do have a lot of youth in the team, and we've got five under-21 players so I think that's really important to uh, have a blend of that youth and, and experience. And it's also important that we keep on building depth, looking towards the, the pinnacle event in two years' time. Yes, you're coming up against South Africa. And South Africa, well, have acquitted themselves very well in the tournament in New Zealand. So uh, how do you think you'll go against them? Well, it's going to be extremely tough and, you know, we can't kid ourselves when you haven't played in two years, the intensity and and pace of the match is certainly going to be overwhelming at the start. So we just have to try and find our, our rhythm and not allow South Africa to find theirs too quickly. But it's something that, you know, I'm very conscious of and I suppose... I need to think of ways to be able to counteract that that speed whilst we try and find our feet. What do you think the main issues are going to be for you when you come up against South Africa? Well, South Africa coming off the back of a quad series, they're test-hardened. They certainly are playing at a pace and consistency that of a top three ranked country. So for us, it's about intensity and being able to sustain it for a long period of time. And that's hard work on on the motor, on the body. So that's going to be our biggest challenge is the conditioning that's required to play at that level. That was the voice of the Fiji Pearls coach, Vicky Wilson, talking to Don Wiseman. Solomon Islands football coach Felipe Vega Arango says he's proud of his players for salvaging a two-all draw in the second leg of their Oceania World Cup qualifier against New Zealand after losing the first leg 6-1. The All-Whites won the tie 8-3 on aggregate and now progress to November's intercontinental playoff against the fifth-best team from South America for a spot at next year's World Cup in Russia. But Big Arango says New Zealand are likely to struggle in the playoff just as the Solomons did in the Oceania qualifier. 
He says he wasn't surprised by the result of the second leg. No, I mean, you have to analyze a little bit the whole situation. New Zealand is coming to Honiara knowing that we need to score five goals, which is extremely difficult, almost impossible. Uh, there are professional players, they need to protect their career. Those players, they know exactly what they have to do. They have a game plan. They know that they don't need to play 200%. They just need to keep the scoreline. So, I mean, they did their job. But still, it was such a turnaround from the first game. Yes, but the three best players of New Zealand, Chris Woods and another two, they didn't play this game because they were released in New Zealand football, which I believe is a really smart move because this is a two-game series. In the first game, you have a 6-1 advantage. You can take all their approach to the second game. I can understand that strategy, but you must be proud of your team to salvage a draw. Yeah, I am really happy because, like I say, 20 minutes into the game, we were losing 2 nothing. And my players, all of them have regular jobs. Today in the morning they are waking up to go to the regular jobs. The New Zealand players, they are professional players that they play in clubs all over the world. And they told me yesterday after the game that this is the first time in history that uh, Salomon Island doesn't lose against New Zealand. So the tie after being losing to nothing feels like a win. I bet it does. After the, the first game, you highlighted the difference between your amateur players and New Zealand's professional players. Is that a concern for the Oceania FIFA Federation? I believe so because, I mean, New Zealand is a powerhouse. Everybody knows where the New Zealand players play, like Chris Wood, for example, in the Premier League and signed a huge contract not too long ago. Uh, most players in the Pacific Islands, I would say, 99% of them play in small clubs in their countries, uh, in small leagues. Maybe there are a few that they play in Zealand uh, in the league there, but still, I believe we are a few steps from behind New Zealand football at this moment. What can be done to bridge the gap? That's what we are trying to do. I mean, I know that the technical directors of all the federations are working really hard to establish good coach education because without good coaches, it's really difficult to have good players. I know that at least here, we are trying to establish the junior league because... If the kids don't have a serious lift to play, they are losing a lot of time of learning because they, after you are 19, 20 years old, there are something that you won't be able to develop the same when you are a child. Still some work to go, though, but would you like to see New Zealand perhaps moved to the Asian region instead of Oceania? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's my job to analyze that or to answer that question. I think New Zealand should be the one analyzing that problem because... They play against us and against the other islands, and they kind of dominate. But then when they play against European teams, uh, they have problems. Uh, the gap that we have with New Zealand is kind of the same gap that New Zealand has with European and South American clubs. I mean, in November, New Zealand is going to have a chance to show that they can compete with South America. And that's up to them. For me, it's not a problem. I actually like to play against them because... That's an opportunity to the players to see different level, to show themselves that they can reach that level, and I don't have any problem playing with them. What about your future, Felipe? Will you stay with Solomon Islands? Uh, well, I am the technical director of the Solomon Islands at the same time. So as a technical director, I am going to keep working for the Solomon Islands. Uh, my contract as a technical director to be able to develop the football in the country finish. In February, it's a one-year contract. Uh, the plan to develop the game in the country, it should be more than two years because it takes a long time. 
As a head coach of the Salomon Islands national team, my contract finished today. So for all that I know, I am not going to be coaching the team. At least the president tells me to do it again. I don't have any problem doing it because I enjoy the players and I enjoy coaching very much. I love coaching actually, but it's not my job to take that decision at this moment. That was the technical director of Solomon Islands football, Felipe Vega Arango. The new head coach of the Papua New Guinea cricket team, Jason Gillespie, says he's been impressed by the skill and attitude of the Barramundis during their tour of Australia. The 12-match tour against an Indigenous selection as well as state sides is preparation for the Barramundis intercontinental playoff with Scotland next month in Port Moresby. Gillespie was whistled into the team after the sudden departure of the former coach Deepak Patel, but he says he's inherited a strong unit. They needed someone at short notice and I'd already agreed to be involved, so my calendar was pretty clear, so I saw it as a really good opportunity to be able to see where I could help and uh, to work with an international side. With the lad, they've been great and you know I feel that you know I can help them uh, with their games. What did you know about Papua New Guinea or cricket in Papua New Guinea and the Barramundis uh, before uh, coming on board, so to speak? I didn't know a lot, but I, I, after I'd been spoken to by Greg Campbell, also I did a little bit of research. My former team, the Yorkshire side, had played the Barramundis in March in Abu Dhabi on their pre-season. So I spoke to a couple of people at Yorkshire, and, and they were most impressed with the PNG lads and how they went about. They spent a bit of time with them, obviously played against them, but also spent a bit of time with them off the ground talking about cricket. And so obviously you're in Queensland at the moment. You've got this uh, effectively month-long tour with the Barramundis, which is yep. building up for those uh, matches back in the, the World Cricket League. or the uh, Well, there's know. the Intercontinental yeah. Cup, four days against Scotland, and then two one days against Scotland. So points go towards qualifying for the World Cup. So it's a pretty big deal. So this tour... Uh, in part is, is an opportunity to get some good quality cricket into the lads, you know, learn as much as they can and give themselves the best chance to be successful against uh, what's going to be a very good Scotland side. Yeah, I suppose that's been one of the challenges that previous uh, Barramundi's coaches have talked about is you know, having that large space between matches of you know, a high level uh, can be quite challenging. Yeah, it certainly can and you know, I, I haven't spoken to Dipak to tell it all about his time but you know, and speaking to people within PNG cricket, they've spoken about exactly that—that that there can be those long, long breaks between meaningful cricket. You can only uh, have net sessions and, uh, and training sessions amongst yourselves so much. You know, sometimes you, you need to get out there and be playing in different, different environments, different conditions against different opposition. Uh, that's how you learn, and that's how you. You, you improve. And, uh, so that's why this tour, and I know PNG Cricket sees this tour as absolutely vital for the development of the individual players and development of the team. So it's, you know, it's great and we're very thankful to Cricket Australia, Queensland Cricket, Northern Territory Cricket and the SACA for, for hosting us. You know, it's, uh, we're very thankful for that. And uh, what are your initial impressions? You've been with the team, what, uh, a week or two now? Yeah, I, I went up to Port Moresby a few weeks back to uh, meet and greet, really, just to say hello to the boys and have a couple of training sessions and just to see the lads, really, uh, how they go about their work. And, and then I've come back and I've been with them for a couple of weeks now. And I've been impressed with their work ethic, their attitudes, you know, the, their skill levels are, are very good. So this, as I said, this tour, absolutely crucial against some very good opposition. And that tour started on Sunday with a match against the Australian Indigenous team. I guess a, a bit of a high scorer there. Uh, so what did you learn out of the first game and, uh, and what are you guys working on at, at the moment as this tour progresses? You know, we just had training this morning and you know, that's exactly what they spoke about was you know, for the, their opportunity to improve was uh, making sure they were really disciplined with the length that they bowl. So 
you know, there's progression there. So, you know, as a coach, you know, you're really pleased with that. Have you changed the way you're, you're coaching uh, with this team or is it is it everything you would have done with Yorkshire or Australia A, etc.? Yeah, look, it's a good question. and I think you look to first to get to understand the players you're dealing with and, and the environment you're in. You know, for me, it's really important to develop some rapport. What I've sensed is that, you know, it's, it's really important for these guys to be put in different situations rather than just have nets all the time where we're playing little games. So they've put in different situations and, and they've quite enjoyed it. And it's been a challenge for them. They've had a bit of fun. That was the coach of the PNG cricket team, Jason Gillespie. And that's Weldon Sport. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.